On this week's episode, we talk about inequality, but maybe in a way you haven't heard before. So watch out while Chris and I start ranting and raving about what we think the government should or should not do. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dates and Yak show. I'm Amber Yaklin. I'm Chris Dayton. And we are back for another awesome episode. (laughs) At least we hope so. (laughs) Um, We are going to touch base a little bit on uh, self-awareness and priorities today. Yeah, but not in the way you think, probably. Yeah. I think most people, when they say self-awareness and priorities, they go, oh, were you like reading off a list of memes today? Yeah, or like a self-help book. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, like how to be awesome in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, make your bed. Three, meditate. Four, make all the money. There's only three steps. Yeah, <laughs> Bonus, chapter four. Um, I mean, we read a lot of, like, I feel like those kind of books uh, in our field, and I think a lot of, like, top CEOs and entrepreneurs are always saying, you know, they like certain books for giving them different Clarity. behavioral yeah. You know, stature on on how to be like the man, the boss. You know, high cut. And there's not like a we were in a library surrounded by those types of books right now. Right. Well, it's interesting because I think books can help either create uh, simplicity out of something that's complex, or they can take something that is simple and then make it complex. Yeah. And I think most people default to taking something that is simple. And then making it complex. And I think they do that because they want to feel important. Or they do it because it's easier to break down the reasons why you can't do something than why you can. I mean, that's been, you know, proven and shown in studies. Like, it's just easier for us to decide why we're not going to go and break through the barriers to do something that we want to do because it's difficult and it's hard. And we are wired as human beings to go towards pleasure and not pain. We want to do what's comfortable. We want to do what's easy. Always go towards pleasure. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I vote for. I'm comfortable if you're comfortable. Oh, God. (laughs) Thanks, Sherry Swift. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got out of that seven-week training. Poor Sherry. Oh, I got I get up early. (laughs) Yeah, because you're thinking like a CEO. But there's a lot of times where you talk about, okay, so that was like one simple thing that we had learned in that that real estate training, right? Like, what's one thing you could do for yourself? Get up an hour early than you normally do. And do five things for yourself before you have to pour into other people. Right. And what happened in that class that we took, we had a lot of people who instantly, like, snapped off backlash to that. Well, I can't get up earlier. I'm tired. I get home late. I work two jobs. I have kids. I have, you know, we instantly find the reasons why we can't do something so that we don't have to hold ourselves accountable to actually doing it. And I find it interesting that nobody ever slows down to ask themselves why why is this such a hard thing for me to address in my life? Like for me, that's probably one of the hardest things that I I don't enjoy getting up early in the morning. And if I can sleep an extra six minutes, I will. I'm a snooze button addict. Ugh. I love my snooze button. I love sleeping. Nick calls me Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> a wrinkle in time. I love sleeping. 
But we are sitting here in this library, and uh, it's funny because Amber's like, hey, are you going to hit record or not? Because I've been rolling on a whole bunch of stuff this morning. We're having a great conversation, so we decided yeah, we should probably just hit the record button Yeah. and roll through this. So you had a conversation this morning with your nine-year-old about priorities because she brought up a question that I think all of us have asked at some point in our nine-year-old lives and are still asking through adulthood, which yeah. is? What is the best job? And what constitutes what the best job is. And I said, well, what are you really asking? Because having the best job means something to everybody. It's different because everybody, you should do what you love, right? That or so they the, say. That's what they say. That, that would be the best job. If do you were, something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Right, but if that was, like, those people will tell you they have the best job. And then she goes, well, I want to know which one makes the most money. And I go, okay, so the word you're looking for is what is the most lucrative she goes, lucrative? She goes, I don't know what that word means. I go, that's right. That's what I'm teaching you right now. Is lucrative means uh, what, is, what is the job that gives you the most money, i.e. the most choices. Yep, the most opportunities, one might say. Right. To make the choices right. that you want to make on a daily basis. That's essentially what money does for us. It gives us choices. Right. Now, you and I were talking just a couple episodes ago about savages and snowflakes. Mm -hmm. And going through what people essentially have is victim mentality, right? Yep. Because there's two different, there's two types of people. People who say, I can never do this and here's why. And they're convincing you why they're the victim in this case. And in some cases, they might be. They might absolutely be. Right. Right. When, and when you say victim mentality, it doesn't have that negative connotation that I think some people put on it. It's literally like just explaining the awareness of, yes, you have things in your path, you have things that you need to overcome in order to get to where you want to go, and you might have very real reasons why that's going to be hard to do, but is it truly impossible? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I think it all goes back, and we, we, I'll take a picture of this whiteboard that I've got drawn up here. <laughs> and it's interesting. We'll post it you know, with this episode so you can see it and make your commentary on it. But at the very top, I have circled inequality because I don't believe that there is equality in, no, and our, I in think our world. I would say most people in our country could uh, agree that we do not have equality. We're, quote, unquote, fighting for equality on different standpoints all the time, right. right? And then what you and I were discussing, which I think is really hard to sometimes say out loud, which I think is what we kind of do on this show is sometimes say the things that people are thinking but don't know how to articulate is, will there ever be equality? And I don't think there is because I don't think you can reset time. You know, and unfortunately, there have been atrocities throughout the ages that um, lend itself towards the inequality that exists today. And I think one of the most important things in that is stating, like, what, what I think one of the reasons that I bump heads with people sometimes when talking about this is because I will say that there's inequality and people will be like, no, there's really not. Everybody can do whatever they want in America. And I'm like, okay, okay no. You know, there's still inequality because there's still prejudice today. There's a lot of it. I mean, it's very blatant and yeah. obvious in most situations. Yep. So the question is not, like, how do we eradicate that? Because like you said, I don't know if we can, but how do people overcome it? Because there are people who overcome. There mm -hmm. are people who break through the barriers to get to where they want to be. And this is where our conversation takes a turn, where I focus solely on one word, which is priority. And everybody has different priorities, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the mix. That's you know, what's important to one person might not be important to the next person. And that's why we have voting the way we do and majority and supermajority, things of those natures. There's different um, metrics that we use for quote unquote fairness. And what I really think is the most interesting part is that in our society right now, the minority has a platform to be very loud. Which is kind of like for the first time ever. Because here's my problem, and I'm not super political, so I normally stay in my lane with this. um, Because I'm ignorant to a lot of political things and how it runs. But from what I have gathered with the little bit of knowledge I have about being a U.S. citizen and voting and and government as a whole, from a state level to a national level, is that you, there's no even playing field to even run for those types of offices. It takes a lot of money to run a campaign. Right. It takes even more money to get on the two-party system that we really are a part of, which yeah. is unfortunate. Stupid. And it takes fundraising every single day to stay there. And what if all that money was actually redesigned and actually reprioritized to issues that really matter. And so what I did was I broke up on this on this whiteboard communities because when we when we break it down, we have a community. And within that community, there is housing, neighborhoods. Then those neighborhoods need food, your grocery stores and your restaurants, retail things, opportunities for goods, clothes, amenities. You got to have health care. If people get sick, how do they get taken care of? Mm-hmm. The hospitals in the area matter. The education whether it's public school or private school, what's available to the community, and then all of it is underwriting based on the income that the people within the community can produce you know, via their job, or more importantly, in this country, right now, you can start your own company and create your own job. That's what I do every day, I, because then, I'm highly unemployable. See, the, that's where I took offense. I'm highly unemployable. I am, I'm highly unemployable. I get pissed. Because people are like, oh, you can go get a job, or I can't get a job. Well, neither can I. I can't get a job. You know why? I mean, you can get a job, but you can't get the job that you want. Right. You so can, anybody can walk into McDonald's and fill out an application, and 99% of the time, you're going to get hired. Right. So you can get a job. It's just not a job that you want making the wage that you want. Correct. So then, you know, that becomes the question, like, how did you even get, how do people get to that place what is the issue? Then we look at the society as a whole, like maybe the education's lacking. So what's funny is we're talking about like all these issues that are actually what we see our government officials going up and like vying for our vote every few years, right? They want right. to talk about education and healthcare and uh, housing and what they can do for us on one spectrum or the other. And then we really just choose who is talking more of our language, and then we go vote for that person, and we expect them and the government to then take care of everything. And prioritize our And then we get pissed because they're not doing it well. And they haven't been doing it well for a very long time. Yeah, 100% agreed. So then how do we as common everyday citizens rally to make things better? Well, I mean, but that's the thing. I think people have forgotten what the purpose of government is. Like, so, okay, we have a community. We live in huts, whatever. You know, you st- you're starting out, and then you go, hey, we need somebody to manage the priorities of our little mini society here, right? Right, like laws. Like laws. So there's not crime or, or, or better murder. At or better collective pool, like for protection, like the military. Okay. Or police or fire. You mm-hmm. know, those are actually pooled resources for the betterment of everybody. Yet, how many times have you heard that there's budget cuts and it starts with police? 
There's budget cuts, and it's in our education where our children go to school. Right, Why cool. don't we have any good teachers? Uh, because we had good teachers. You didn't pay them. They had to take money out of their own wallet to help our 50 children in one classroom, which is asinine, because you're closing down schools every other day and restructuring districts. And so those teachers left to get better jobs, to get better income, well, here's the so they have better part. opportunities and choices for their families. Yeah, but and here's the corruption part, because then a politician comes along, whether they're Republican or Democrat, and says, hey, we need to get money for the uh, education. We raise taxes or we create a pool of money, and then it gets allocated to something not called education. Like the roads. Or in this case, you know, we in Michigan, we have a governor that ran on a campaign promise to fix the damn roads, and then as soon as she gets in the office, she proposes an additional tax. A tax of what? 45 cents a gallon. By the way, we already have taxes built into the fuel. Yeah. Where's that money? See, the problem is it's a misprioritization. And what happened with like the lottery taxes and funds going to education? Going to education? Because I think I would collectively go out on the streets and find a lot of people who play the lottery. Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My mother alone should be funding like half of Michigan education. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, the, and it gets, I worked in a bar. I've seen the Kino go in and out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, where's all that money? And I think there's just uh, a total lack of transparency in our government. And it's gotten too big and it's gotten too complicated. And that's what that's people are trying to take something that should be relatively straightforward and then they make it more complicated. And they go, well, you need us now because this is so complicated. And we're like, actually, and they're like, uh, this has been great, this like free trial subscription, but I'm all set and I'd like to cancel now. Yeah. I don't need Netflix anymore. <laughs> Thanks for flying. Cutting cable. Thanks. Um, okay. So how do people find the opportunity? If there's no, if there's inequality, that means we're already starting off on an unlevel playing field to find the opportunities, right? Right, and so my favorite part is, right there, people go, well, I have barriers in my life. I, you know, I'm being held back, I'm being oppressed. I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. I'm a woman, I'm black, I'm transgender, I'm this, I'm LGBT, I'm whatever. And, and what we're yes, saying is, yes. You are. You have, and you have more barriers. Correct. Depending on that situation than some other people. That would nobody can still is, win. But you can still my win, because people point, have won. You have one very, very important right so far in this country, which is the right to go choose how you want to produce income. You have to produce in a community. Nothing is given. That's the part that needs to be understood. Okay. Okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> End of lesson. No, just kidding. Just getting started, actually. And I mean, because you can think you 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 have to you have to grasp that there is inequality, and then once you have that self awareness that there's an inequality that exists, now it becomes a prioritization. And how can we get it closer and close the gap of inequality? Because we always want to be moving towards fairness, right? Because it would be fair. it's not fair for something uh, a barrier to be in your life that's not in my life. Right. So how and do we start removing barriers, those barriers? And some of those barriers are so uh, invisible, you know, like the glass ceiling. There, there's things that you like can't really see and you can't really ever get rid of. Like if the stats are always going to be like, I don't, I always have to go obviously towards my perspective of life. And that's another thing that I think people don't really grasp is perspective is very individual. We can 
want to stand up for people who don't have the same voice or who are facing more barriers or more inequality than others. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I, I do that as well. I get into arguments or discussion. I like to call them discussions because I feel like I'm a grown up now and I can have those discussions that maybe we have disagreeing viewpoints on them. But I get into discussions about, you know, groups of people or religions or things that have nothing to do with me because I don't identify with those religions or groups of people, but yet I still have a heart for what they might be going through in that oppression, right? Right. So how do we get, maybe we can't get rid of those like things like for me, like being a woman, like the glass ceiling. Okay, so I decided to go into entrepreneurism. I make my own money. I, I have to go out and just find my clients. I can't go pull them and say, did you not hire me over this other realtor because he's a man and I'm a woman, Right. Right. I can think so. I can have that be a barrier in my way where it starts declining my level of awareness, of thinking. I could get bitter. I could be angry about that. I could be angry every time a man talks down to me on the phone when I'm in the middle of negotiations. Right. But honestly, that would just be a barrier on me. And then I wouldn't be able to make the money I make to have the choices that I make. And it took a minute for me to put that together in my life, that puzzle piece of money was not something to be feared or that is evil or that you know all rich people are terrible terrible human beings it was money means more choices and i'm jealous that you have more choices than me but jealous you know envy is a thief of joy so how do i go out and make those choices for myself and my family well first i tried a million things that didn't work and then i found something that did and then i got better at it and then i go to continuing education classes and i study the market and i do things to put me above the other people who are entering my same fields to have me stand apart Right? Right. So it doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean we can't have a conversation about it. And it doesn't mean that it pisses me off when you don't acknowledge it. It just means that I first comes a self-awareness of only I'm going to be able to fix this for well, myself. And so you, now you've, you've uncovered where all the hate comes from in our country right now. Is that there are math, massive swaths of people who are uneducated and refuse to become educated that... You can't discriminate. We live in, it's 2019. Like, we work in real estate. We can't steer people to different neighborhoods right. and say I, different things. It's funny, when we started this episode, I said, I'm looking at this board, and it's all the things that technically in real estate we can never answer questions on when people are looking for a house, right? What's the community like? Uh, what, what's the healthcare like? What are the schools like in this area? What kind of people live here? Yeah. Those are all fair housing laws that we can't even touch on. So it's kind of cool when you have a platform like this to be able to actually discuss like why those things matter. And it's interesting because that's a perfect example. The government's involved in it because now a third party has come in and said, you can't discriminate. So now there's an entity that's enforcing that. And the only reason that's in place is because at some point, somebody without that oversight decided to discriminate. Yeah. So it's a misprioritization. But that is... A good part of government. That's the part of government where they stepped in and you're like, yes, I can see how that is a good thing. Correct. You stepped in and you did a good thing. But now they're trying to step in and they're doing like other things that aren't great. Like, so what we were talking about was this separation of like government and church. Because once upon a time, the church was founded in order to help with things like housing, food pantries, um, uh, churches used to be the center of the community. Yeah. Right. So, uh, with that, you know, we don't allow 
church to be in a lot of things, which I get. We're a country founded on a lot of different religions. I have a lot of respect for that. I love finding out why people believe what they believe right. and totally. how they worship and why they worship. I think it's fascinating how when you just get to ask questions for clarity versus asking questions to have a debate, how much more you can find out about somebody else. And, you know, I fall into the trap, the Facebook trap, right? I, I <laughs> fell into it this week. Nick fell into this week with somebody else. And what's funny is, it's one thing when I know you and you posted something and I can have a Facebook debate, but I, deep down I know who you are. I know your heart. I know who you are as a, a person in society. So it doesn't come across as, uh, I don't know, like as, as what's the word I'm like? Aggressive. Right? Aggressive. Yeah, it's not as aggressive. But when I got into my argument with a complete stranger and all I had to work on was the facts of exactly what he had said. Yeah, it was like every, no. every post you're flipping over, community chest, what are you going to say next? Right. I was just like... <laughs> No, good, not today, sir. And it got me hot and it got me fired up. And then at the end of the day, what sucks is that guy's probably still in Applebee's four cores light deep, you know, not really caring what my opinion was. And I haven't changed his thought process whatsoever. So I think we're having the right kind of conversations, but on the wrong platform. And then now the question is actually for each, for both you and Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> or I like to call everything it. in my life originates from Applebee's. Just so we know. <laughs> Actually, for you and Community Chess, because yeah. that's what I call them. Yeah. Uh, how does that interaction? Does anything change in your life today? Has anything changed? No, and that's it's kind of like the hardest self awareness piece is that no matter for me, and I'm not saying this is for everybody because there are people who are oppressed where who is in government actually affects their lives mm -hmm. but for me where I am today the hardest self-awareness piece to say out loud which just makes me sound like a privileged American which self-awareness check I am yeah no matter who is president of the United States no matter what party is in in office I still get to go outside with my kids and blow bubbles and my everyday life does not change and that's just because of where I'm at in my life and it makes me feel guilty you know what cracks me up here's the self-awareness of just the country as a whole that if you are quote-unquote in poverty you're impoverished in America meaning you make under eighteen thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. you are considered to be one of the wealthiest people in the world did you know that that if you were to go to Brazil or India <laughs> they would be like kings there yeah, but I mean, then you think about, like, what's the quality of life? It's not what we're used to here in America. Not at all. But they don't have the perspective and understanding of the platform of the world. So there's a, there's billions of people that are far worse off than the quote-unquote poverty person here. True, but let's just take that off the table because we could play that game all day long, right? Like, we could play, like, the... Well, I'm better off than like so and so is, so I'm doing really, really good, and then we can just stay status quo. Well, that's the root of all bigotry. All bigotry is founded in poverty. In well, because people have less choices when they're impoverished, so then they then, go to extremes to try they, to change their circumstances. And they blame another group. Fill in the blank. Any group. And now we have what I think is the most awake society that we have have had in a long time so we have people who are not necessarily impoverished but they want to stand up for these groups that they feel don't have a voice so now like you had said the minority voice is getting louder and louder right it's it, a perfect example is like um the me too movement i think any rational person who's educated would realize that sexual assault 
or sex trafficking is a terrible thing in our society. Yet look at how And yet look at the fallout, you know, from Look at the volume. Yeah. And and so my point is not it's not on the victims. The victims of sexual assault or 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 rape harassment. or harassment mm-hmm. or any, this is not about them. This is about the people the perpetrators of that. Where's your education level? How is it that it's 2019 and we have men in this country who will pay for a prostitute? Is it power? Is it I don't a mindset? Care. Is it education? Is it It's wrong. Right. But people don't think it that is where I guess just pure evil is in the world and we know that and is it hopeless? Is there nothing we can do about it? Well, that's the thing. I mean, at what point did the education part part of our community break down that an individual, uh, be it in this case a man, decide, okay, I am now going to ensnare a young woman and sex sell traffic her. her. And sell her like, I'm going commodity. to brainwash her. I'm going to drug her. I'm going to train her to be a sex toy. And I'm going to sell her for profit. What the ever-living fuck is that? And how did we get there? And it's got to stop. But that's just one example of many, of many. Right. That's the biggest question. How do we fix the education of our society and raise it? Because then and let's go, not just talk about public education either, right? This isn't like just no, this like is a public system. Like how about just education even within our own homes? Like what are we teaching our children? Well, that's what a breakdown of the family unit. What are they seeing in their homes? What are they seeing on TV? What are we saying is just okay to do? Um, but the Me Too movement was a big one because that was also really polarizing because there was a lot of people who made fun of that too who were like, oh, okay, oh, I wish somebody would touch my ass. You know how many guys I've heard, oh, I wish someone would just grab my ass. Yeah, because your guys are disgusting pigs. I'm sorry. That is true. <laughs> Blanket statement. That's true. That's a true statement. <laughs> and how do we change that is my point. <laughs> but what I, I have seen, so I think with any change, especially with inequality or, or oppression, like it's slow and it sucks that it's slow, but it's slow and it's steady. And what... What I have seen is an outpouring of a lot of men now standing up for things like the Me Too movement or people standing up for people of other religious beliefs, even if they have no religious beliefs of their own, right? I think the important part is to get back on a human level of you doing what you want to do is not really affecting what I want to do, so why am I acting like it is? Amen. Amen. And that's my... my, my litmus test question is and i asked it to you earlier but in any situation how does this affect you tell me how it affects your daily life maybe you say well it adds a new barrier into my life yes but do you have the opportunity to work around that barrier have you asked yourself why is this here how did this come into my life whatever it may be maybe it's a politician that passed the law maybe it's an immigration issue i have a friend right now who's wanting to marry someone from overseas in one of the countries. It's, it's produced a real issue in his life. But it's not impossible. It just means there's barriers that need to be worked around, and he's working towards that. You know, one of the things um, that I really thought of this week, because, I mean, I'm not perfect, and I'm here's my thing. I'm the first one to tell people all of my flaws. I am very flawed. I am not perfect. Surprise, you know, here, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, Amber has, you know, faults. And... I saw something on Facebook, it got me hot right away, and I jumped the gun, and I became a keyboard warrior, who I normally make fun of on the other side, right? (laughs) And so when we talk about self-awareness, one of the things that I was made aware of this week is when something like that really touches a nerve with me, 
I need to take a step back and find out why. Why did what that person post, it doesn't change my life, like we said. Right. It doesn't affect my day-to-day. It doesn't affect my relationship with that person. None of this has been affected. So, But what is the underlying cause of it striking that nerve? Why did I feel that anger bubbling up inside of me? And then how do I take that and do something super positive with it and not just fight with one man on Facebook when neither of our minds are going to be changed one way or the other? How do I create a platform to help create love and understanding, which is what I hope to see in the world that my children are growing up in, that I hope to teach them in our house, right? And so that's just part of that self-awareness of what can I learn from this? What can be my takeaway from this? And do I have the strength and ability to say, I don't have all the answers, but I would love to sit across the table from you and actually hear why you feel this way and kind of find out what, what's your underlying thing. Why, why does that person's religion or race or sexual orientation get you so hot? The what con- happened there? The conversations that I've had of that all have one common denominator that lead back to one thing. They want power. They want power. They want to be able to tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And for their own purpose. They don't like that people are going rogue. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It's an interesting concept. What really is freedom? Are you free? Or do you think you're free? I mean, we sing about living in the land of the free. Yeah, but are you? I mean, I'm more free to do what I can do here in most other countries being a woman. Correct. That's that's good perspective. Not perfect. It's not not. not I mean, what is utter freedom though? Isn't that just anarchy? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so there's got to be the balance. But it actually comes down to the prioritization. I mean, I was talking to you about this before, and we'll wrap this up soon. But, like, just in our own community, I think everyone can agree that we have issues with um, just the hot topics, healthcare, uh, education, mm-hmm. you know, these things right here, you know, housing, food, retail, you know, all these th- issues uh, that we have. And yet, we prioritize with our entertainment. That's the one I didn't put on there. Oh, yeah. Entertainment. And, hey. Like our sports guys. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Mike Trout from the Los Angeles Angels, he just signed a contract for 400-something million for 10 years. 40-something million dollars a year. Hey, I don't blame Trout for that. I mean, somebody walked up to me and said, hey, Chris, I'm going to pay you blah, 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 $40 million a year. I'm going to say, awesome, thanks. Right. But you have to slow down and go, really? Dude hits a baseball. He catches a ball in the field. He plays Yeah, but he does it at a higher level than anybody else. And and it's to be, so someone would say, it's to be respected. And I would say, over curing cancer? Over education in our school districts? Over over reducing the overall cost? Okay, but now we're turning into an either-or meme again, right? Like... Uh, either healthcare well, gets fixed or this man makes $400 million. Is there not... But that's just, what priority is. Which one is the is, priority? But is it one or the other? Or is it just, why isn't healthcare being fixed? It, why isn't it just like the one solid question? Well, because the answer is there's finite number of resources. That's economics. There's there, It's called uh, scarcity. There's only so much in the world. So how are you allocating the scarcity of these resources? And why are so we prioritizing? So it starts from the income and jobs up. Because if I make a better income and I live in a better community, me and my neighbors can pool our resources privately to put into our schools. Correct. 
Hence how we help That's our like teachers. Or Okay, so private school is definitely one of them because then I actually pay for the education. But I'm even thinking like, for example, I my children go to Farmington Hills schools. Mm-hmm. When they send a letter home that they're having this, this, or that, and they want money sent, most of me and my friends can go above and beyond Correct. of what they've asked for. They're asking for $5, well, I can give them 20 they're asking for a box of pancake mix for like one of their parties. I can give them three boxes of pancake mix and some syrup, and I can go do a full grocery shop for them Correct. because I make the amount of money that can give me choices in in how I allocate my money, right? Like this part's for me, this part's for my family, and this part's for me giving to what I see as needy causes. You're a great example of this because you could have very well stayed being a waitress. Nothing wrong with that. But those options would have been limited. Okay, but then even you with, get into real estate. Even with being a waitress, I could have stayed at the small family diner I was working at. But then I said, no, I want to make more money. So where do I have to go to make more money? Where the food is more expensive and the clientele spends more money. So I went to a corporate restaurant. Well, where do I want to make more money than that? Well, let's go to a place that's open later where people drink more and then spend more money, spend more money there. And then my fallout is I have to spend more hours there, but I make more money. Or if I would have stayed in the service industry, I could have went into fine dining. I could have went into hospitality. I could have run a hotel. Right? You could have started your own restaurant. I could have started my own restaurant. Nick and I, Nick almost started his own bar years ago when I was 19 years old. Went and got the liquor license and everything. And I mean, it fell through. It is what it is. But we were on that trajectory. So it's really about where's your mindset at and where can you learn? And if you don't have those mentors in your life, where can you go find the information? You said we all have information at our fingertips now with phones. Most people have a phone that runs off a cell service and you can Google YouTube just about anything that you want to learn. We're in a library right now. I walked in. I'm not, I don't live in West Bloomfield. And yet I can walk in here and I can sit down and I can read any one of these books. For free. For free. No cost. But it costs your time. So people need to understand that it's going to cost something. What? So you, you just said what? They had to, pri- what? Prioritize? They have to prioritize. Yeah, that's what I thought. Are you going to use the your defense day? rest? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we could go on and on and on about this. And I'm just curious, like, what other people think. And, um, you know, you might want to label me a snowflake because I want to stay so Switzerland and so neutral, right? right? But I do, my my biggest heart's plea is for understanding others because I think that's where the human factor comes in. If you understand where somebody else is coming from, it doesn't really matter what they're doing. You tend to look at them a little differently and you chip away at that hate. You know what? Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the ultimate commandment. Maybe people don't love themselves as much as they should. There you go. Maybe we need to get back into that just a little bit. Self-esteem. That's education. But you are special. You do matter. Everybody brings talent and ability. You're not equal. Everybody has talents and ability. Everybody. It's not equal, but you can bring something to the table. We just got to figure out how to make you self-aware of it. Yep. Awesome, guys. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back next week and probably pissing off a lot more people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.